On today's edition of the show, the Florida Panthers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights by a final score of 2-1 to one and had full control in this one. On today's show, where we are going to discuss the win, we're going to discuss how the Florida Panthers have performed in the last four games, the wild card picture, and looking ahead to the weekend for the Florida Panthers, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, March 8th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to our team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and send in your five-star rating to whichever podcast app you listen to Locked On Panthers for your chance to win two free tickets to a future Florida Panthers game. Best of luck, everybody. So the Cats, after a big win on Saturday, a few days off once again, it's great with the schedule with having days off, and it's even better when you do come out with wins. And a lot of positive momentum going for for the Panthers as of late. I know they had a few duds here and there, and but for the Panthers against the Western Conference leading Vegas Golden Knights, uh, one of the best road teams in all the NHL. And this game for the Panthers, despite it being a 2-1 final score, this had the feeling that I, I felt personally that the Panthers were just in full control really of this game and never felt that the Panthers were really going to let it up, especially with the amount of shot attempts they had early on in the game. But it is a Winans Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, which means that Jacob Winans is back for another edition of the show. And we are recording this a little bit later than we usually do uh, a few hours after the game because Jacob was actually in attendance at FLA Live Arena for this 2-1 to win for the Florida Panthers over the Vegas Golden Knights. First of all, Jacob, welcome back to the show. Second of all, I hope you're enjoying your spring break. And third, what a win for the Cats. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Thank you for having me as usual. And uh, yeah, I got to, uh, uh, like you said, I was at the game, um, living in Orlando, going to school there. Uh, I I like to take what what mini breaks I'm able to and and get down here and see the Panthers live. Uh, So I made the trip on 95 last night, um, got in today, spent some time with family and uh, went to the game today. Uh, it was it was awesome. You could you could tell from just entering the building. Uh, everyone knew uh, the stakes going into this game. It was a lot of nervous energy in there. Um, fans, everyone's on their phones throughout the game. Intermission, everyone's on their phones. Scoreboard watching. Uh, everyone was was celebrating on the es- on the escalator on the way out until everyone kind of checked their scores and realized the Penguins won in overtime. And it was kind of a collective groan of oh man, uh, that's a tough break. But at the end of the day is a huge win. And like you said, it really, uh, being there live, you you really never felt at any point during this game that the Panthers were were the inferior team. They, they really dominated uh, 
every aspect of that game. I uh, got some tough breaks from the officiating, got some really tough breaks on a couple of shots off the post, no puck luck. Um, it, it easily could have been a five to one, six to one, even uh, final score, but, but it was, it was a really big win. Defense was solid. And, and even down to the very end, uh, you, you really never felt like the Panthers were, were going to give this one up. It, it was an impressive win. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. And second straight game where the Florida Panthers never trailed at all in, 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 in a game as well. And you think about how that first period went for the, for the Panthers, the, the shot on goal advantage was set 11 to nine, but that didn't tell the whole story of, of the game where the Florida Panthers, as far as shot attempts, like it was more than double of, of the Vegas Golden Knights and credit to Vegas. They were getting bodies in front at one point it was 15 to nothing as far as block shots for the Vegas Golden Knights, but that was more of a testament of what the Florida Panthers were doing. And Jovo and Randy Muller were talking about more of you want to move a little bit more laterally laterally to get a little bit of a cleaner shot on goal, like do more of East West for, for, for the Panthers as, as far as that. But I mean, even, even then you, 425 into the game of uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are breaking um look look to have broken up a pass and then Mahura right before it's about to exit the zone gets it to Ryan Lomberg and um nails a wicked wrister past uh Aiden Hill on that one and then the Panthers just uh just continuing to possess the puck Jack Eichel was only held to one shot on goal in the game and it, that didn't come until the third period when the Panthers were in their zone, they were quick on getting the puck out. They were tough on their board battles, especially that top line where you I spoke about it yes on yesterday's show of Barkov and Etulustrain together, those de defensive forwards, the guys who get to work on, on, on the board battles, and then you bring in the speed of Claire. That line was so dominant tonight, Jacob. My goodness. Yeah, they, they jumped off the ice to me, um, being there, watching them play. It, it, it felt like every time they were on the ice, something was happening. Um, that line easily, easily could have combined for four or five points. Um, no doubt about it. Anthony Duclair got stopped on a couple of really, uh, really in just incredible saves by Aiden Hill, who had a fantastic game, uh, by the way. Aiden Hill was, was spectacular. Uh, but Anthony Duclair got robbed at least twice, uh, missed the net on a two-on-one. Uh, Etulo Strainen had at least two good chances in front of the net. And then Barkov himself, while he did score a goal, could have had a hat trick with the chances he had. That line was fantastic. Uh, Etu does not look out of place in the, on the top line at all. Uh, he looks like he's thriving in the role. Um, defensively, they were great. They, they really neutralized the Jack Eichel line. I thought Barkov got the better of Eichel from the very beginning of the game, really held, uh, held him in check. Uh, and then Sam Bennett and, and his line defensively, while they didn't provide a whole lot offensively, defensively, uh, they, they did a great job supplementing the Barkov line defensively. And you had two, your top two lines were, were essentially canceling out the top two lines for Vegas, um, re really from the jump. It was it was not in question uh, whose top six was was more in control of the game tonight. The, the Panthers top six really, really uh, had control of the game. And uh, I, I like that you brought up the Mahura uh, play to keep that puck in the zone and get Lomberg his goal because that that goal, while it didn't come on the same shift, that that goal was very, very, very hard earned uh, after the Panthers had zone time for probably two minutes uh, consecutively without without the puck exiting the Vegas zone and then forcing the icing. It, it all kind of built 
on that. And it was stacking good shift after good shift. And the Lomberg goal kind of comes out of nowhere. But uh, it's a classic testament of making your own breaks. And both of the Panthers goals came came off of, of excellent effort at the last minute to keep a puck in the zone and, and, and making that extra effort to to, to keep possession and create a chance. I thought, I thought the Panthers really earned both of their goals and in turn it earned them the win. Yeah. And uh, with the extended zone time for the Panthers right before that, the crowd let them, let them hear it in a good way that they're yep. like, man, they're getting their chances. So it, you, you just see it building from, from, from the jump for the Panthers. And then you mentioned Sam Bennett um, second on the team in, in hits on, on, on the game. And then he was creating some puck separating hits that would create uh, rushes him and of course Rako Gudis get it um leading the way there was a there was a play where Matthew Kachuk uh got stung by a puck went down the tunnel but before that he made a diving stop to to get the puck out of the zone too as well so that line Matthew Kachuk Sam Bennett and Carver Hagee just continued to work well together not them um Paul Maurice not uh doing anything to split the, um split those guys and of course Lundell going back to the third line with Sam Reinhart a place that they're very comfortable in, um, with. Uh, I know Sam Reinhart has there. He's been snake bitten and he's missed the net quite a few times. But you know the, that that line together, there there's familiarity there. And then Eric Stahl in in the few minutes that he's he's played uh, tonight, only twelve uh, thirty five of total ice time. He he's uh, t- t- he's tied uh, with the most shots on goal in in the game. In 12 minutes of ice time too so even the even the bottom guys were 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 getting in on the action uh tonight on tuesday night for the panthers and just you know there's a few mental errors the the too many men on the ice part of me is part of me is thinking that's a little bit of a mental error by brandon montour but then you think of pucking stinks you know you're going towards the bench but then you see a puck right there and then you're ready to it's like a split second decision on that on in, in in that in that instance for Brandon Montour and of course he gets a tripping call later in, in, in the game. Um, I don't understand the Radko Gudis why he went to the box. Um, his helmet was ripped off by uh, Brett Howden, and and though he went after him, there was nothing that said roughing for for it at least in my definition when I saw it. And Vegas is the team that gets the least amount of power plays in the whole league too. And the Panthers gave them four and they were able to stop three out of, out of four of those. So little, little bit of a little bit of luck as far as a, a little bit unlucky as far as going to the box uh, on the night, but, but as well as men, as, as well as mental errors, especially on that too many men on the ice penalty. Yeah, definitely. I, the officiating was not great tonight uh, at all by any stretch. Uh, the Panthers were definitely on the receiving end of a few questionable calls and, and a few questionable no calls. Um, it's hard for me to, to get on here and completely and, and just rake the officiating over the calls because uh, for the majority of the game, the, the, the crew was short and official. Um, mm-hmm. I believe I believe it was O'Rourke. Exactly. I believe it was O'Rourke who went down. It may have been O'Rourke or one of the linesmen, but um, yeah, they, they were short and official. So it, it's a, a crew that was spread thin. You can't catch everything. The goodest one, it, it made no sense to me. I, I, I did not understand that. He gets his helmet ripped off and then just some, honestly, just some routine pushing and shoving. If you want to give them both a roughing, give them both a roughing, but it still should have been four Vegas to Florida and, and a power play. I didn't get that at all. Um, Panthers special teams tonight, the power play didn't, 
uh, didn't connect, but they did look good. Um, they, they've, it seems since Barkov has been back in the lineup, they've added another element to it um, where it seemed like we had been force feeding the Barkov, Kachuk, Reinhardt play. But now we've also incorporated Aaron Ekblad into a low slot one-timer on the other side. And they tried to connect on it tonight. It worked against Pittsburgh for a goal. They just missed on it at least twice tonight. So now you've got yeah. an, an extra option there. Then Brandon Montour, uh, of course, when, the, when those plays are working, he's not at all afraid to, to get a point shot and, and look for a Kachuk deflection. So now you're looking at three legitimate ways to score goals. So I feel like the power play is getting ready to click. Um, a couple of mental errors, like you said. Uh, the Brandon Montour play, uh, watching it live, it looked like Gudis, um, Radko Gudis and Brandon Montour, it was just a, a bad miscommunication. Uh, Radko jumped on the ice uh, definitely a, a second or two way too early. Uh, hopped on the ice too early, but Montour was kind of coming off the ice slowly and had had his eyes still on the puck. So they, they clearly, uh, there was some miscommunication on, on the timing there, um, which it happens. Uh, it's unfortunate they scored on it, but but that that sort of thing happens. It happened at a bad time. Um, but like you said, the the penalty kill was good. Um, goaltending was great. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky was excellent on on the on the on the penalty kill. And and the biggest thing that I noticed as far as the 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 mental errors, when you make those kind of mental errors, you have to make up for it in effort. And the Panthers definitely definitely brought uh, their their lunch pail mentality today with with extra effort, getting pucks out of the zone. Matthew Kachuk did uh, almost resembled a, a soccer slide tackle to, to make that, to, to block that shot, takes it right off the part of the leg that has no padding, crawls around and, and clears a puck. That's the kind of stuff that, that you need this time of year. That fires up a team. And I thought the effort was off the charts tonight, which more than made up for the few mental mistakes we saw. Yeah, the the good outweighed the bad. Uh, not, not, we haven't said much of that this this season, but tonight was definitely the case. And lately for the Panthers, it's definitely has been it as well. But in segment number two, we are going to discuss more of how the Panthers have a little bit of perspective on how the Panthers have looked in the last four games, and and a little bit of a scoreboard watch, and a little bit of a, a little bit of a question to ask about how you handle. The, the the next two two games as well. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook. And we're at the midway point of the NBA season. It's here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the ch- your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Take every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Segment number two here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show where the Florida Panthers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights by final score of two to one in a game, which they had the control the whole time. And Jacob, so we spoke, you spoke a little bit about the scoreboard watch for Panther fans, seeing how Pittsburgh scored five, five unanswered goals after the Columbus Blue Jackets went up four nothing. I believe their four goals were on seven on their first seven shots if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that stat. But 
you know, they don't get the help. But here, here's the bright side of that. It's an overtime win. And Pittsburgh has 24 regulation wins. The Panthers have 28. That helps so much in tie-breaking scenarios for this Panthers team. Uh, one note there. It would have benefited the Panthers more had the Buffalo Sabres won over the New York Islanders. Why? The Panthers play the Sabres one more time. And the strength of schedule the rest of the way, it's harder for Buffalo. They didn't get that, but you know what? It's a win either way. As far as the scoreboard watch, you're 2,000th of a uh, points percentage behind the Sabres now and the Ottawa Senators. So it's getting closer. The days off, the days off, along with getting some wins, are helping the Panthers get some rest and 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 be a little more comfortable in scoreboard watching when they do get these wins. There'll be two days off in between now and Friday. But but also with the with the Panthers and the last four games, Sergey Bobrovsky, nine fifty seven save percentage, one point two six. GAA, five goals allowed in the last four. None of them have been in the third period. None. 10 million reasons to be happy, my friend. I agree. Um, goaltending has been a shaky subject most for most of this season. Uh, Bob certainly did not get off to the start this year that he wanted to, uh, but but since the new year, he has turned the page and he has looked dominant uh, a lot of nights. Um, today, he made he made some incredible saves. Uh, was but it, it wasn't so much the spectacular stuff. It was just being rock solid. Uh, doesn't give up a bad one. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's really been our issue with Bob at times. Is it's not that he's consistently bad. It's not that he he can't get in and, and win you a game. It's that so many times he he has given up just one that you're like, did that just go in? Like, how do you give that one up? Uh, It it, it makes no sense sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, A a guy as good as Bob, sometimes you see, you see one sneak in that you're like, that had no business getting past our, our star goalie, but he has, he really hasn't allowed any of those lately. And, and I think tonight was another example of that. He was just rock solid. You didn't have to worry about him. Uh, it, It was, it was really steady. He didn't, he, he looked, he looked comfortable. He was moving well, seeing the puck well, wasn't flopping around or diving or, or swimming in his crease. I think you need more of that. I think getting a couple days off does him good. Um, it's going to be interesting. This is an interesting coaching decision coming up where you have a back-to-back, uh, Chicago, then Winnipeg. Do you risk playing Bob both games or do you try to sneak out a win against Chicago, which is a, a on paper, a, a really, really bad team. Do you try to, to give that game to Alex Lyon um, and, and, and come away with two points? Or do you go with Bob, uh, ride the hot hand and, and hope he doesn't burn out? It's a tough, it's a tough situation to be in. It's, it's a, it's a, a big question. Um, I feel like obviously we feel more comfortable going into the back-to-back if Spencer Knight is on the team. Um, yes, I agree. It, it, it's very, very unfortunate uh, what's what's happening with him, but it, it's way bigger than hockey. We we hope uh, always hope for the best for Spencer, um, and, and you have to go with the guys that that you have right now. So it'll be interesting to see what what they decide to do. I, I think Alex Lyon can win you a game. I, I really yep. do. I think he can win you a game against Chicago, um, but I also don't know if you if you get Bob out of his rhythm. So it, it's it's a tough it's a tough question that that we're that we're faced with, but. 
Uh, like you said, scoreboard watching. Yes, I know we've been saying all season, just win games, don't scoreboard watch. We're now in that in that time where scoreboard watching is in full effect. We are going to scoreboard watch. Every point matters. Um, I, I would say for Panthers fans who are scoreboard watching and keeping a close eye on the standings, don't only focus in on tonight's results because while it wasn't completely favorable for the Panthers, the Panthers also did not play last night, and last night was incredible, incredibly favorable for the Panthers. So it, it, it kind of evens out. We're, we're still in this race. And again, with all your scoreboard watching, that's fine. But at the end of the day, the Panthers still control their own fate, just win games. Yeah, and mentioned how uh, the yesterday how the Ottawa Senators lose to the Chicago Blackhawks 5 nothing, And Brady Kachuk going after Alex Stalock toward, towards the end uh, as, as well in, in that one. And I put up a poll, Jacob, and I, I, I asked the question, should, do you consider letting Bobrovsky rest one of these back-to-back games this Friday and Saturday? And I, this was posted 30 minutes ago. It's going to be out for a full day. So anyone listening, you can go, uh, you can go uh, to the Locked On Florida Panthers Twitter page and vote yourself, and put the, the just two answers: heck yes or heck no. I say, I say heck no, Jacob. I, I'm we're, you're at that point in the season where you're desperate. The Panthers were always in question, even before the trade deadline, of will they be buyers? Will they be sellers? The only team to not do anything because they believed. We're seeing now a fully healthy roster. Of of course, man, and I can't praise enough of Anthony Duclair. I know his only goal is an empty net goal from last week against Tampa. But man, what an element he's bringing to that line and how it changes the, the other lines on, on this on this team as well. Eric Stahl, Eric Stahl said that he didn't want to be traded from the Panthers because he believes in this group too. And you got to just, I think it's all gas, no breaks for this Panthers team. It, it, it truly is no, um, it truly is at this point of the season. And look at, look at the two teams that they're facing in, in, in this, uh, in this, uh, Back to back, uh, Chicago. You got embarrassed by them last go around. Winnipeg um, was uh, one where it was kind of. It, it's funny. It was a wine and Wednesday when we did that episode. The Panthers were injury riddled going into that one. All the injuries were mounting up in that last game of that Western Canadian trip. With points needing to be made up, Thursday is a big night. Thursday is a big night. Dallas versus Buffalo. Pittsburgh versus uh, New York, which. If you're a Panthers fan, you should be cheering for Pittsburgh in that scenario because Panthers ha- have a game in hand. If they lose in reg- if New York loses regulation, the games in hand would equal New York's points. But I still think you ride Bobrovsky in both games. I actually agree with you. Um, I think I think starting Alex Lyon. Uh, I think it sends a message. It, I think it sends a dangerous message across the across the rink to the Chicago Blackhawks that you're not, you're telling the Blackhawks we're not taking you seriously. I don't think at this stage of the season you can give 
any trap game opponent any extra motivation uh and they beat they they beat us already once uh when when we were when we weren't starting alex lyon we we had we had a roster that we expected to win that game with and i feel like you you have to ride the hot hand i don't think sitting bob is going to do him any favors i i think um i think you want to keep him in his rhythm uh, it also helps that there's an extra day off in between. So while he may be playing two days in a row, he does have an extra day of rest. Um, it, it, of course, is going to come down to how Bob is feeling, how his body's feeling. Um, but I think I think you got to give him both games. I don't necessarily think um, the second night of a back-to-back against Winnipeg is a sure thing uh, if Bob is in goal and Alex Lyon started the day before. Because at the end of the day, you're either playing Chicago with a rested team, but Alex Lyon in net, and then you're playing Winnipeg with a tired team, but Bob in net. I don't think that's that's really that big of an advantage for you. I think I think you you have to do everything. You have to throw everything at Chicago to guarantee two points, and then you you turn around and give Winnipeg your best shot. Uh, I think the first game against Winnipeg, we we went into that one. We called it a scheduled loss. Um, this one, it doesn't feel like that. This this feels okay. like the Panthers have a shot to win both of those games. Uh, and Chicago, I think if you start Bob, the message has to be with the team, let's give Bob an easy night. You go in, jump on Chicago early, put the game out of reach as early as you can, give Bob an easy night. Um, protect protect your goalie, keep him as rested as you can for the next day. And, and I think I think the Panthers are in good position right now to, to snag uh, two or three points out of that the, the four possible there. Uh, I, 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 of course, would not be at all shocked if they if they come away with two wins in that back-to-back. I think this is a team that, that looks very different from what we've seen. Defensively, they've really tightened up, which that's a good sign this time of year. And like you said, Anthony Duclair has been an absolute shot in the arm uh, with with the, the top six. He's, he's brought an element to that top six that we haven't seen all year. His play driving the the creation out of nothing and and allowing Carter Verhage and Matthew Kachuk to stick with Sam Bennett, not having to have a revolving door through that top six with your wingers, uh, trying to find someone to put with Barkov. I, you can really you can really stick with with what you have right now. You can let Verhage, Bennett, and Kachuk continue to play well together. And and um, with Duclair moving up to the top line, he's been fantastic. And I think there's a lot of credit that needs to go to number 27, Etulo Steranen, as well. He's taken on much bigger responsibility, and he's flourished with it. So I think the Panthers have just now, as they're getting healthy, have really, really found something that works. And and I think they need to keep riding it. So I, I personally, as long as everyone's healthy and as long as everyone's available, you roll with the same group. You send the same team in, into that game against Chicago. Yep, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's uh, definitely a good situation for the Panthers to be in at this moment in time. But we're gonna uh, we're gonna continue the conversation, talk about the trends for the Chicago Blackhawks and the Winnipeg Jets coming up over the over the weekend. Talk about the previous matchups a little more uh, on on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. But first, we're gonna tell you all about Built Bar. If you're looking for deli- are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories then you've got to try built bar what makes both bars so good well for starters they're covered in 100 real chocolate that's right real chocolate and then they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond 
and now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, and now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to the Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Third and final segment here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So, Jacob, the the Chicago Blackhawks have actually been trending in the right direction uh, in in the last ten games. They're six four zero. We spoke about that win against the Ottawa Senators. The the the, the Blackhawks can they they can surprise you um, from time to time. There's a lot of players on their roster who are just continuing to fight for um, roster spots, not only on the Blackhawks this year, but in other other teams next year. And so we uh, we we've, we've seen with uh, this uh, Blackhawks team how they can surprise you. They they def- they surely did against the the Ottawa Senators. Uh, that's for sure. They beat the, the same Vegas Golden Knights just a few weeks ago, beating the Dallas Stars, beating the Maple Leafs as, as well. So it's not it's not a walk in the park for this uh, this Florida Panthers team going up against uh, the the Blackhawks. And like we said, we it it was it was kind of a it was kind of a performance for the Panthers that was really head scratching and and very uh, and I I don't remember exactly. Uh, which date it was, but I, I believe it, maybe it was you and I doing a post game show for for that one too, and mm-hmm. we were just frustrated as well as well. Like they get off to a three nothing lead and they never let up from from there, never trailing the whole time for for this team. Alex Stalock was incredible, and, and and all, but also the the there's also been turnover for 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 this Blackhawks team as well. Um, they get Nikita Zaitsev as part of of their team, who was part of a pretty bad contract with the Ottawa Senators. They, of course, the biggest trade ship of them all. They trade Patrick Kane to the New York Rangers. Uh, they trade Max Domi as, as well um, and get a second round pick out of it. And, you know, for, for, for the, for the Hawks, they have nothing to lose on Sunday, on Saturday, on Friday night. And it's part of a, only a two game Friday night in the NHL. So a lot of people, hockey fans who are going to be, Going on ESPN Plus to catch a game. A lot of eyes are gonna. A lot of eyes are surprisingly gonna be on this Panther random Panthers Blackhawks matchup. The Winnipeg Jets, not so much. Uh, I believe they're two six and two in their last uh, ten, and and they were leading the division for a little bit. Rick Bonus uh, looked to looks to be content to change the culture. Of course, Paul Maurice's old team, but the Winnipeg Jets aren't trending in the right direction. So. A team that's rebuilding but can sneak up on you, and then a team, another team in the Winnipeg Jets that have lost, uh, that have been trending um, downward. Let me check check the record again in their last ten, two six and two. I was correct the first time, so big opportunity for four points here, Jacob. I agree. Um, I think I want to start with Winnipeg, which is actually the second game of that back to back, and. I think it's really important. That's a really good team. That's a team that's always going to be motivated playing against Paul Maurice. And that's a team that also knows his system well. 
I think that's a, a really, really important game to to kick a team while they're struggling. Uh, you got to step on the teams that are struggling. It and and Winnipeg, while they are a really, really good team, got off to a really hot start and and really handed us a beatdown the first time we played them. Five I to think, two. Yep, I, I think you have to. You really have to to punish them while they're struggling and trying to find their footing. They're 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 coming into that game trying to work out some things before the playoffs. Um, the Panthers need to take full advantage of that and and. I know it's the second night of a back-to-back. I know you're tired, uh, and it very likely could be Sergei Bobrovsky playing two days in a row. That's a game where you have to punish a team that is struggling. And the night before that is actually, oddly enough, is the game I'm more concerned about is is Chicago. I know we didn't have Barkov and Bennett in the lineup against Nashville, but the way we came out flat against Nashville in a game that should have been handily won that's what you're looking to avoid against Chicago. You can't afford to go 0-2 on the season against the Blackhawks. That mm-hmm. that's unacceptable. And if that happens, that it's a team that that you know we we can't really expect to make the playoffs with a performance like that. Um, we as Panther fans, we know the Panthers have been that Blackhawks team where you traded some veterans. You're rebuilding. Your aspirations are not the playoffs. So like you said, you have absolutely nothing to lose. That's a game that it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of eyes on it because the rest of the league is pretty inactive, and then also just the region. It's South Florida. Um, Blackhawks fans travel well. Anytime the Blackhawks are in town, that building is absolutely crazy, and and it's uh it, it should be a good environment. So um, I think the Panthers have to capitalize on that. But but like you said, it's it's a team that has nothing to lose, and that's a team full of guys who are playing for their next contract. It's a lot of guys who are playing to stick in the NHL, guys that are trying to open eyes and earn their next contract as free agents or as RFAs. They want that qualifying offer. You're trying to impress somebody uh, to stay in the league or, 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 or get your next deal. That That is all to say that it's a hungry team. They don't have anything to play for in the standings, but each player on that ice has something to play for personally. Uh, there's They're playing for each other, and those are the games you cannot afford to take lightly. So... The Chicago game scares me more than the Winnipeg game. The Winnipeg game, oddly enough, but uh, it, it's it's textbook trap game. It, it is the definition of a trap game, and the Panthers need to come out and not mess around, um, not play with their food, so to speak, because it's a it's a team the Panthers should be able to to crush, and uh, they need to come out and do it. Yeah, and I I was nervous going into the Anaheim game uh, just a few weeks ago on President's Day, and rightfully and then- so. Look and, how it turned out. And look how that turned out. It's like you, you can't you just can't afford to to be down early uh, against the, against this team, a, a team that you're definitely way more talented than. And I just looked at Winnipeg's schedule. Uh Florida um is on the front end of a back to back for them. Uh Florida, they'll be in sunrise on Saturday and then sat Sunday in Tampa. So Hmm. I wonder. If, I wonder which one we'll see. Will we see David Riddich or will we see Connor Hellebuck? So that will be a discussion for another day. Based on let, let's get through the Friday game first before we we look at uh, who's uh, starting for Winnipeg uh, against the Florida Panthers, and of course Josh Morrissey having a uh, having a great season as well for 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 the Jets as well in Norris conversation. Even though it's Eric Carlson's uh, to lose, but he's still he's still blossoming. Of course, Mark Shifley is a guy to. Uh, who averages a point per game every season for for Winnipeg as well. Uh, Blake Wheeler, of course, 
former former captain, even though he's still a big leader on that team. Definitely a force uh, for for that team as well. But Panthers get a big 2-1 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. They were in full control over this one. The Panthers are feeling good. They're getting they're this is part of the schedule where, you know, they're comfortable at home. They're at the midway point of their homestand. They're facing off against unfamiliar teams in, in as in Western Conference teams, a, a conference that Panthers have played pretty poor against. The, their best record on the season has uh has been against actually their own division, which is great for great for this team. Uh, but it's been it's a it's a great opportunity for the Florida Panthers to improve their record against the Western Conference as well. And big points, big points and a big, big scoreboard watch Thursday night. So be in front of your TVs, Panther fans uh, on, on Thursday night, because it's a big one. And then you'll you'll know how much more clear things will be right before the Florida Panthers take the ice again. But before that, the Panthers will be back at practice tomorrow at FLA Live Arena. And and then Thursday at the Panthers Ice Den as, as as well. So two straight days of practices, no 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 days of rest, all 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 gas, no breaks for this Florida Panthers team right right before they welcome in the Chicago Blackhawks. But Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Glad that you got to enjoy a dub in person for this Panthers team, and just keep winning, baby. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Winans 8. Uh, leaving leaving town back to Orlando tomorrow morning, so I will not be in attendance for the rest of the homestand. Please continue to pack the arena. Um, the energy was, was incredible. And, uh, yeah, we've got a big opportunity. Finally, uh, get another three-game win streak, hopefully, and, and uh, enjoy the playoff stretch. So please continue to pack the arena. Bring the energy. I loved hearing all the fans tonight, and it's always nice to beat Vegas. So, yeah, no complaints <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, no, no complaints there. Thank you, Jacob, and I will see you next week, my friend. Looking forward to it. Thanks. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Sorry, Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>